snapped their almost month-long losing streak last night at home against the Canucks, and we'll talk about that game. Also, we've got a very special guest on the show today on this, our episode of 10th. This is Crossover Sportscast. I'm Sean. That's Jorge. And we start right now. Crossover. In the uh, podcast. He had one job in the podcast. <laughs> and I was forget the passwords, and I did a great yeah. job. <laughs> What's more of a sport, wrestling or baseball? Wrestling. Crossover Sportscast. I'm grabbing its ass, you know what I mean? With Sean Perrin. I think we probably knocked back about five pitchers. I'm, I'm a little bit hung today, and that's not just in the pants. Jordan Hasselbeck. He's very much like his name in that he burrows under your skin. He's irritating past. <laughs> Weird. Crossover. Why is it not stopping? <laughs> Jorge! Woo! That felt good. I feel like Ric Flair. <laughs> you, hey. You can be Ric Flair if right you want to. Right off the top. Be. Wrestling is a sport? No. What's more of a sport? Wrestling or baseball? Wrestling. Wow. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Actually, it's funny that you bring that up because uh, me and me and Clint uh, had, a, had a serious discussion about baseball and um, – I, I, I admit something. I'm not going to give it away yet because you, you got to stick around uh, to hear me actually talk about baseball for a little bit with Clint. I'm really so. – you know what? That sounds actually really entertaining. I, I would love love to hear that. Well, you 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 have just as much chance as every other one of our listeners to, to <laughs> hear it because here's the thing. So, so me, and, me and Clint talked for about well over an hour oh, yeah. over some brewskis. And um, how many brewskis? Oh, dude! <laughs> I think we probably knocked back about five pitchers. So I'm a little bit I'm I'm a little bit hung today, <laughs> and that's not just in the pants. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say I was gonna <laughs> correct you there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So yeah, what I'm gonna do is we're gonna put a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out what what the best uh, highlights of our conversation were. And I'm going to stick it in. And then I'm going to repost the entire conversation as Crossover Sportscast episode 11 featuring Clint Fenwigs. Mm-hmm. And um, listeners can catch it at the normal place on iTunes or at sparen.wordpress.com. Fantastic. Right. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, you got to talk into the mic there. Yeah, buddy. I know. How long, how long have we been doing this and you still don't know how to no, talk into the no mic? There's no pop filter, so that's tripping me up. So you you judge where the microphone hey, is by seeing the pop filter? We had a week off. That's why I'm all screwed up. We did have a week off. Yeah. There's a lot that happened in that week. It was a lot. And I want to get to it, but first we got we to gotta do our corporate nod. And uh, today it's actually one that's very dear to my heart. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is it clogging your heart? It could be clogging a my heart right now. as we speak. So oh, yeah. Goldie's Fries, the dude who said, do you know his name? Goldie. His name is Goldie. That's, yeah, right. that's right. So Goldie sits in his truck uh, <laughs> every day outside a, uh, outside campus on the uh, what side is that? That'd be the west side. I believe that street is called. Oh my gosh, I don't even know. Oh, it's not William. Is it Adelaide? No, no, no it's Adelaide's Adelaide. the one. Oh, it's, so it's the one that intersects with Adelaide, and uh, yeah, Adelaide something and else on the other side. Princess. Yeah, princess. Yeah. Um, anywho, so Goldie sits out there in his insulated chip truck. And he's actually he's actually there all winter long, which is really cool. Um, <clears throat> but uh, so anyway, Goldie's Fries. Uh, I went there for the first time uh, just before our week off. So I think it was last Monday or Tuesday. Stopped by, 
got some fries and a uh, bacon cheeseburger. Oh, that sounds good. So good. Okay, literally so good. So here's the thing. Their fries are one of the best. His fries are some of the best in the city that I've ever had. His burger was totally top-notch. Okay, and I mean like like top, top-notch. The only problem that I had with with that burger was I wish I would have known that it would have been that messy. Now, don't get me wrong. Messy burgers are good burgers. Yeah, I was just going to say. messy. I, I feel like if a burger isn't messy, it's not a real burger. I agree. I fully agree. It has to be messy. However, the way that it looked from the outside was a little bit deceiving because it looked like it was going to be a clean burger. So he builds a really aesthetically pleasing burger, okay? Mm-hmm. He's a pro at building the burger. Now, <clears throat> th- but however, this kind of threw me for a loop because, uh, <clears throat> as I said, I went to go eat the burger and, like, I've got my my eating down, right? Like I, like there there's two different ways for me to eat a burger. If I know it's gonna be messy, I I, I grip it on a reach around. So like I'm 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 grabbing its ass, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, sure, yeah, yeah. But this time I I I, I gripped it like the ten and two grip. Kind of like when you're and when you're, you're driving. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the ten and two grip. And you're so driving like, the burger down the street. Yeah. Well, no, I'm driving it down my gullet. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's actually a good analogy. Yeah. Um. But so I had the 10 and 2 grip, similar to how, you know, you eat like a, a junior chicken at McDonald's or oh, something, yeah. or oh. like a double cheeseburger. Well, the, the burgers aren't messy, right? No. Nope. They may be greasy on the outside. Well, they which, drip a bit, but it's not, yeah. Which, by the way, greasy buns, come on, McDonald's, be better. Anyway, so I'm gripping it 10 and 2, and <clears throat> I lost a really good chunk of like stuff from the middle of the burger because there was no back end support. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, had I known that it was going to be that messy, uh, that m- my deceivingly clean burger, um, <clears throat> I would have done the reach around grip. I, I'm, I like the part of the story uh, most where you said uh, you've got your eating down. So, in the I 30 do. years <laughs> that you've been on this planet, you finally <laughs> figured out how to eat food. Well, no, I still haven't figured out because I make them. Anyone who's ever seen me eat knows that I make a fucking mess. Yeah. Like, I get mayo all over my face. You know, I've I my up to my eyebrows down to the end of my goat, which is like you know nearing three inches nowadays. That's true. That's yeah. true. It's a pretty solid goat. When was the last time you shaved that thing? Um, well, down to the wood, you mean? Yeah, sure. Oh, it's been years. However, I always like take it down to like uh, an eighth of an inch. Not always, but the last time I did that was actually you captured a picture of me doing live hit in uh, journalism class last year. So our second live, or no, it would have been our first live oh, hit geez. in first semester. I had a a trimmed beard, and really? it was it, and it was about a millimeter long. Did you do it for that class? You were no. like, oh, I want to look good on camera. No, no, it wasn't anything to do with that. It's just I go through cycles. I'll uh, grow my hair out, shave it right down. Grow my beard out, shave it right down. Grow it out again. Yeah. Fair enough. That's the extent of my uh, my, my my grooming. With the curly mess that I've got on top of my head, I can't go more than a month without cutting my hair. You would have a fro, wouldn't you? I had, did have a fro. Yeah. I'm really glad it's not there anymore. I I really want you to grow. I that. don't want that at all. <laughs> that would be really. There's funny. a lot of people who don't want that, and a lot of people who want that. But I think the people who want it want it for bad reasons. Well, yeah. They're like, mean, oh, I'll laugh at you. You look like Sideshow Sideshow Bob again. That's that's why I Brain. want it. So that I it, like it's all malicious for me. Of course it is. Of course it is. Because I'm a malicious asshole. Okay. So. So, uh, final note on Goldie's. Uh, the meal was about 12 bucks, but uh, that's pretty standard for for your, your upper-end burger joints in, in Winnipeg. You and know? it's, like, right there out the door. Right there. Right there out yeah. the door. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Very convenient for uh, Red River College students. Yeah, exactly. Damn, damn good burger. Yep. And, hey, you know, support local and all that. Yeah, totally. And uh, 
You know, you know what the best part is? What's that? Shitty Notre Dame campus doesn't get it. <laughs> take that Notre Dame. Yeah, take that Notre Dame. Wow, the fuckers! Just hate, right. hating on hating on our potential audience. I have no problem with Notre Dame campus. And neither do I. The only problem that I have is I had to go there for my adult ed, and um, it's a very confusing campus. It's it large. Is, it is. I'm I'm mad at Notre Dame campus because they have a sweet ass room. I think they call the cave. Where there's like a friggin' PlayStation and like foosball table and leather couches. Yeah. And it's just like, it's dope in there. It is. They've got a couple of those. They've got like the cave, they've got like the ox. There's a few play- chill spots for students. The way that we like destroy those couches, the way we own those couches in Crecom. There's no way that cave would not be ours. Oh yeah, it would. It would like belong. we would absolutely it dominate would be- that thing. It would belong to Crecom. However, yeah. I feel like there'd be like a whole core of engineering students that would want to physically fight us. Whatever. But that's cool. We just out creative them. And exactly. Then, yeah. We find creative ways to lock them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, let me make you a promo video on how I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's good. I like that. That'd be a great. That'd be a great. Uh, great threat <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Let me show you through the power of video how I'm going to defeat you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Animate little stick figures poking each other's eyes out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, let's so see. so it snowed. That's news. Oh, and you know did. why it's news? Because the Grey Cup is going to be held in Winnipeg in just over a week. So we're going to have a snow Grey Cup. And yes, oh, yeah, playoff eh? football in Winnipeg. The only way we can have it is if we pay a million dollars to have it here. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what, right. What a, what a shit show that's turning out to Four be. Four years without making the playoffs, and you know what? I didn't pay attention at all this weekend to what happened in the CFL playoffs. I was busy watching real football. So you, you mean last weekend? I didn't. I last didn't weekend, get to watch on. either. I really did want to see the uh, the uh, the East match. I mean, I knew yeah. that I knew that Calgary was going to slaughter BC, and they did. They did. Um, BC just wasn't that good. Well, no, I, BC BC is basically like Winnipeg, you know, like they they are. probably didn't deserve to be there. The only reason I think I think Winnipeg's actually a better team than BC. I think the only thing that makes BC better is the fact that I think they did a better job of staying healthy. That's my opinion, and they have a better running game clearly with Andrew. Well, didn't Meadows. didn't Lule go down for a while? He did. In fact, yeah. he didn't even finish the season. Yeah. So e- either way, um, we're not gonna spend too much time on. Uh, the, the CFL. I just wanted to throw it out. I saw people tweeting about how it's like, oh, it's going to be snow in Winnipeg. And to be honest with you, it was friggin' beautiful up until yesterday. So. It was, yeah. Like, I don't remember. Well, actually, a few years ago, it was it was kind of nice like this uh, into November. But this was a really, really nice November. Like, last weekend, the mm-hmm. sun was out. It was like 12 degrees. Like, if it could stay that temperature the whole year round, for me, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it when it's about 12 degrees, you know, my zip-up sweater, and I'm good to go. I'm not sweating my balls off, and I'm not also not freezing my balls off to the point where, like, they recede back inside my body. So, <laughs> so It was good. That's that's what we'll say. Yeah. That's what I'll say. So um, let's talk hockey. How about it? Yeah, why not? Let's jump right into there. So oh. since the last time we talked. It's like pulling teeth, talking about the Jets. Ugh, I know. Well, okay, good news is that they won. And they would still make playoffs today if playoffs started. Is that... That's factually correct. Really, hey? I thought that they had fallen out, but I guess... Uh, I guess I night. guess with that win last night, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to pull up the uh, standings here so that right I have now, some kind actually. of frame of right reference. Here in front of me. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so since the Montreal game oh, on we... the 1st of November... Yeah, we would have the final wildcard spot. The no, je- we wouldn't. We'd be out. The Jets have totally fallen off their horse in November. So October was a very successful month, right? They went... Uh, yeah, not good. 
Actually, when did the season start? Was was the first game against Boston or Calgary? Boston. It was Boston? Okay. So, so it was uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins. Seven wins in uh, October. I, yep. think, I think, what, two or three losses? Versus November, two wins. Yeah, it was a tough month. So well, that's five points in an entire month. Six games straight without a win. That hurts. Uh, you know, the funny thing, though, is if you look at our record of last uh, last ten games, terrible, five and five. Sorry, no, three and six. Three's going to one. Five and five would be amazing. Yeah. Um, by far the worst in our division, but, you know, there's some pretty legitimate teams that have bad records like that, too. Like Vancouver, who's third in their division, they are three, five, and two. So... We made them look like a silly team yesterday. Vancouver's though. not good. Like, honestly, it's plain and simple. You match the Pacific Division up against the Central Division, and it's not even. We're better than them. Like, we are in sixth place in the Central. They're in third place in the Pacific, and we are definitely better than them. Yeah, no argument here. I just find so. <clears throat> I just find it weird how, like, the stark difference between October and November this season, and as soon as they f- that it was that back to back that really killed them. The Col- Columbus in Columbus, and then in Montreal to start the to start the month, uh, losing five to one. Like yeah. That shattered. I feel like that shattered their confidence. You know what I mean? Back to backs are hard. We have eleven of them this season, uh, and the Jets have. I've, in my opinion, have never been great in back to back situations. Nope. But uh, yeah, eleven of them. That just seems like scheduling. Uh, people hate us. Yeah, well, I I think the league uh, definitely doesn't like the Jets all that much. <laughs> that mm-hmm. may be unfair to say, but mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and even even the next game, so they had two days off after that horrible loss, and I was scared because the Jets typically don't do well after two two days off either, right? I feel like they're at their best when it's on off on off on off like that. But um, that win in Toronto, sure they won four two. But I don't remember them looking all that dominant. Like Toronto gave them a serious run for that game. If you remember. yeah, uh, but that was to me that was kind of like a. I still think that the Jets were definitely the better team, but I think that was a little bit sh- uh, showing of uh, Mike Babcock hockey, I guess, in Toronto, which I hate to say anything like that about. But I think that that's part of the reason Toronto. I don't think the Jets were hands down bad. I think that the Leafs actually played well mm. or okay. Yep. <clears throat> so then they went on and had the. Uh, the loss to Ottawa, which was a shootout loss, and actually a really, really good game. Uh, but but still another one where the Jets were the better team, but they didn't play that way. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be the way that it was, well, except for the Nashville game. Like, they were just terrible in the Nashville game. They were awful. The 7 nothing, yeah. 7 nothing loss uh, last Saturday on yeah. Hockey Night in Canada, too, wasn't it? Uh, we have a group, uh, group text message thing where I wrote my friends, and... Um, I remember uh, somebody saying, you know, hey, is everyone watching this game? And uh, Craig's like, yeah, I turned it off, though, and it was 4 nothing. And at least I'm level 15 in Fallout 4 now. And I'm like, yeah, that's the way it feels right now, watching the Jets. It's like you'd rather be playing a video game than watching, yeah. watching the Jets play. Yeah. I almost, and I don't blame them. <clears throat> I, I, I had to stop watching because, like, for one, I had too much homework to do to be focusing on the Jets game. And for two... I would have turned it off anyway, even if I didn't have homework, because, man, it was just pissing me off. I would have, too, actually, to be honest with you. Maybe that's because I'm a bad sports person, but, like, I don't know. No matter what, even if your team's the one winning 7 nothing, it's just not enjoyable to watch. Yeah. You like to see a good back and forth. Yeah, um, absolutely. 
So the Minnesota game was kind of like that, a, a, a good back and forth. It was a close game. The score was 5-3, but I think one of them was an empty netter, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that was a tough one for the Jets because I actually felt like they didn't really deserve to lose that the way they played. Yeah, they I played The good. Wild played really well. And yeah. No, no, you know, nothing bad about the Wild, but, like, I don't think the Jets really played badly. Oh. Important messages? <laughs> that would be my my phone. Yeah. <laughs> How embarrassing. Yes. Very <laughs> um, professional. Yeah. Very professional. Uh, the St. Louis game, too. That was another really, really tight one. Yeah. 3-2 uh, loss. Hard pill to swallow. Yeah. You know, we looked like we were coming back there at the end, I thought, honestly. And especially when we scored those two goals, bang, bang, right, and got right back into the game. It's tough to take. But yeah. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That was the one where uh, they needed to – they actually – so how did it go now? They 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 got destroyed in the first. Mm-hmm. Came out won the won the second period. Oh for sure, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the problem with winning the second period was that St. Louis still scored one more goal. So they won the period, but then St. Louis ended up like winning the game on the strength of that period. Exactly. So that that was a tough one, and uh, they they really came out swinging for the fence. They really did, in, and in, I thought like uh, Paul Winnipeg Paul Maurice talked about it. Uh, you know, like he you know, he was things were not going well at that point, uh, and he's like, you know, I think we'll see a big, you know, showing from our guys, and I thought that they did. I just think that uh, St. Louis is a damn good team. That's it, really. Yep, St. Louis is a good team. Yep. We play St. Louis hard. We really do. Why well, you have to? I mean, they're they're the pretty much them in Nashville, the top dogs in the uh, Central Division. Well, well Dal- Dallas. Dallas this year, too, yeah. And then uh, you can never discount Chicago. You can never discount Minnesota, either. And Minnesota, too, yeah. But, <clears throat> no, I get what you're saying, though. St. Louis is... Uh, they're a tough team, man. They're a tough team. Damn tough team. You know, with guys like Tarasenko and... Yeah. Playing up my fantasy score. I love it. Yeah. Um, but Vancouver, man, did they ever... The Jets came out hard. Like, and I don't mean just offensively. I mean, like, hitting... They were crushing Vancouver all over the ice. Yeah, I, I think that Vancouver is a team that's in rebuild or needs to be in rebuild, and they just won't admit it because it just sounds ugly. But the fact is, they're old. Nobody likes to hear the word rebuild. No, nobody does, but it's a, it's a fact of life. Guess what? The Bombers, they've been in a rebuild. For you four know? years? Yeah. For 10 years? Wow. They've for been 20 in a, years? They're in, they're in a two-year <laughs> rebuild right now. They've been in a rebuild for two years because Joe Mack. Um that's it. That's plain and simple. It. We're. I think that next year we'll see a different thing. I don't know that we've built up to be like, say, the Calgary Stampeders, but we're talking about the Jets right now and not <laughs> the Bombers. And my theories about Some, our rebuild. Somehow that that cancerous worm always just comes yeah, back into our uh, into our conversation. That, that, that gross taste in my mouth. I know. It that really, won't go away until it we really win. It does. It leaves a sour taste, and not a good sour, like go Sour away. Patch Kids. Ooh, sour That's patch a kids. good sour. It's good sour. Yeah, it leaves a bad sour, like. Like those weird seafood things that my girlfriend fed me in a dream that she told me were shrimp but weren't shrimp and I, they were some kind of insect with like with like a mealworm as a tail. Really, really disgusting. I like this. This is the uh, Sean's dream portion of the show. Oh, dude, I could uh, I could scare away our listeners with the crazy fucking dreams that I have. Yeah, sometimes. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not. Let's not do that. Um, <clears throat> uh, Sour Patch Kids are actually funny. They remind me all always of uh, going to the old Winnipeg Arena because I, I used to always get Sour Patch Kids from my dad when oh, yeah? we went to Moose games. So how special? Yeah, it's a, it's <laughs> one of those things. You know, that's the beauty of sport, right? Yep. It just sticks in your head. So I want to pull up the, uh, we were talking about the hits there. I want to pull up, um, 
yeah. that that game information. Oh, I have my notes. <laughs> oh, there you go. See, look, you look get at, notes. Look at me go. I was busy working on a short film, so ah, I have go? zero notes. How'd that go? Um, yeah, was yeah. Uh, it went? I'm. Uh, I feel super good right now that it's done. Although I am like super like dead, just like just dead. Yeah, yeah, dude, me too. Um, but no one wants to hear about us bitching. What they do want to hear about, though, what? is the fact that, um, where are we here? I had written down the number of hits in the game, mm-hmm. and uh, over I'm under. Gonna, what's that? What is it over under? That's what I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the over under would be on hits on that game. Now we're talking like hits from uh, the jet standpoint or hits in general. Just just hits in general. It was something like 39 to 16, but I can't. Wow. I can't find. I can't find where I wrote it. Weird. Anyway, yeah, it was something like that. Like the Jets absolutely crushed them all over the ice, and the and the thing that pissed me off the most mm-hmm. was Alex Burrows kept on kept on going after Bufflin, and I'm like, like he's gonna literally crush you. Yeah, that's that's Burrows though, right? That that's kind of the thing that's funny about his name is that he's very much like his name, and that he burrows under your skin. He's irritating pest. <laughs> that's a good good yeah, analogy there. Exactly. I like that. Um, <clears throat> he's a pest. Yeah, me and uh, me and Cliff uh, touch on that a little bit, uh, and and he he was under the impression that it's probably a coaching decision to get Buff off his game so that when he's because when he's pissed off, we all know that he makes dumb decisions and takes terrible penalties at terrible times. So he probably sent Burrows out there to do that's, exactly that. That's really interesting. I definitely don't disagree with that. Yeah, you yeah. can't you can't discount a, a strategy like no, that. I think that's actually really legit, and I think it's actually I, I think it's a legitimate strategy too because we know what happens to Buffalo and what he does. He makes dumb decisions sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah. So the other thing I liked from that you you watched the game last night? Did not work on a short film again. Oh right, yeah, that's right. You said so. That. Tell me Look, all about you it. You said that literally like two minutes ago, yeah. and I'm supposed to be listening to you. However, I have hangover brain today. Well, you know what's funny? <laughs> I didn't have uh, a single ounce of alcohol last night, and yet I also have hangover brain. I know it's just that time of year, right? Like, every every second feels snow, like a hangover. Semesters yeah. end, like we've got crazy assignments coming up. Here's that fucking Krecom bitching session coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just can't. It's like bomber talk. It always just comes up. You know what I mean? You can't help it, right? <laughs> you can't it's help like, it. uh, yeah. but um, okay. So <clears throat> the Jets went with a new second line, a new look on the second line. So now together is uh, Shifley, Stafford, and uh, Perot, hmm. which was really, really successful. Wow, okay. So six points, that line, in the third period. I like the sound of that line a lot. I yeah, mean, man. Uh, I, I think Shifley's actually having a bit of a coming-out year. I mean, I know he had an okay year last year, but I actually think Shifley's been, like, uh, in a way, an unsung hero for the Jets this year. I thought he's actually had a really good performance this year so far. And, man, has he gotten big? We talked about this before, but, man, he really has. Like, he's added some weight. It's good. Yep. Hey, quick question. I remember seeing a thing, a question uh, about uh, how it's inappropriate to ask athletes about their weight and their weight situation. Is that true? I think that's bullshit. I think that you're, as an athlete, your weight is absolutely important to what you do. It's not an appearance well, yeah. thing. It's to do with your performance. I mean, your body is your tool at that it's point. Like, so it's, people want to know about, about that yeah. tool. It's not insensitive to talk about Bufflin being overweight if he's overweight. Because guess what? If it means he's wow. overweight, his performance is going to hurt from it. Is he overweight, though? But how overweight is he? What, I don't think what, he's overweight I mean, right what, now. What's, I what's overweight in the context of a hockey player, though? I mean, technically, if he's 260, 270, he's more built like a, like, like a linebacker. But, than... like, did I show you the picture of Bufflin 
over the summer that one time. I think I did at one point in time. Where he's like at a golf tournament, he's fat as shit. He's <laughs> I don't think fat. I don't think you did show me that. Uh, I, uh, I deleted it, man. I, I don't have it anymore. I, I I could get it off my hard drive, but let's be honest, I'm not doing. You're that. not gonna do that, yeah. yeah. Get it, get real. Um, so okay, I'm just loading up the uh, the uh, the stats here. So just bear with me for one second, because I do want to see. Because Shifley got two goals in that game. Talk about Shifley having a breakout year. Yeah. I think this could be it. I don't think that we're necessarily seeing that yet. I mean, all the Jets have kind of been quiet over the last seven games. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Shifley. Shifley scored his sixth uh, and his seventh nice. of the season. And Stafford scored his uh, also his sixth and his seventh of, of the season. Uh, Perot had two assists. Uh, so, or wait. Sounds no, like no, no, Perot had three assists. And I hope I hope that he's in my lineup. <laughs> I was just gonna say, it sounds like a lineup you want in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got him on my team, but I'm not sure if he's on my bench I, I, or. It, 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 I think he's actually my utility player. So does that count? That counts. Yeah, utility count player counts. I'll check your cool. uh, your thing right here. Uh, your name is the most creative name possible. Sean's team. Yep, Sean's team. You're currently losing 19 to seven. Oh. Oh, you left your center position open. You what? didn't fill it. So and Matthew Perot's on your bench. So I'm, he's on my bench. <laughs> yeah. You did a good job this week, Sean. You uh, you you're, no, you you shorted yourself a player. You know what's even worse than that is that it's been like that for a couple weeks now. Ever since, uh, ever since what's his face broke his collarbone, McDavid. Uh, yeah, ever since McDavid broke his collarbone, I took him out. But that's all I did. I didn't refill the position. Yeah, no, clearly. I didn't do anything, and I left it alone. Is he even on your team anymore? No, I dropped him. But the worst part is he's coming back in December apparently. Okay. Um, <laughs> Well, how that's stu- something. Dude, how stupid am I? Like, fantasy? I, I, I'm not good at it. No, apparently not. <laughs> damn it, he wants me to sign in. I was just going to go pick up McDavid right now. Yeah. So, um, I think Stafford hit a milestone. I think he I think he hit a 350-point mm. milestone in his career. Interesting fact, too. Last night, uh, Daniel Steen's goal that he scored puts him at 899 career-wise for points. Oh, wow. He's nine. He's one point away from nine hundred. So Just a fun fact. Pretty much a game away from getting nine hundred. Probably more likely than not. Yeah, I would say so. Especially yeah. with Daniel. And uh, you know whose team Daniel's on in fantasy? This guy's. Yours. Oh yeah. So it's Henrik. Yeah. Well, yeah. I like it. You got the Sedin sisters all wrapped up. Yeah. What hey. are you gonna do with them? Love them. You got mm-hmm. the Sedin sisters wrapped up and waiting for you in the middle of your bed. What are you gonna do with them? Whatever I want. Swedish twins, man. <laughs> Did you ever see that old Swedish twins commercial on TSN? No, but it sounds like, like a porno. It's like it's like a bunch of guys. It's like uh, a bunch of guys hanging out in a room. They're like, oh, we got Swedish twins coming over, and it's like they're all excited. Oh and yeah, like, and then it's the and then they open the door. It's the Sedin twins, <laughs> yeah. and then it's like they start playing the music that they have, and it's like they start dancing really shitty because they're <laughs> yeah. like you know Daniel and Henrik. That's super funny. So yeah, what else? What else happened in that game? There are lots of uh, lots of penalties. Oh, uh, Peluso. Beat the shit out of Saba. Uh, I heard. Spiza. Spiza, yeah. That's yeah. the guy, yeah. Absolutely, like, just ragdolled them around the ice. That's like awesome. It was, I think, uh, think Spiza regret, regretted going toe-to-toe with Peluso immediately after the dro- gloves were dropped. Peluso is a heavy weight. Yep. Yeah, no, he's a, he is a good, good player. So, people who had good games... Uh, Brian Little was 64% in the face-off mm-hmm. uh, circle. Shifley was actually 68. So Shifley was really good. The center, the centers were good. 
Um, yeah, like I said, Drew Stafford, three-point night. Shifley, three-point night. No single jet finished with a minus rating. That's good. Which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the way Adam Party looked. Really? He was playing solid D. Uh, he's, he actually stopped a couple good scoring chances just because of his positioning. Mm-hmm. There, there were a couple opportunities uh, for Vancouver to move the puck from below the goal line to right in front in the slot, and we know how Pavlik is on those plays. Like, he's terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, however, uh, Party was there with, uh, with a good stick on the ice uh, to break up the play. Um, one complaint that I do have about this game, and... Um, I've been having this complaint actually all season is Andre Pavlik. He cannot track the puck worth a shit. Yeah? He's terrible. And it happens so many times. Like, it's just happened all season long where the puck hits him and, and bounces up somewhere. He freezes. He freezes like a fucking deer in headlights, and he doesn't try to even, like, look. Now, me and Cliff argue about this a little bit later on, and one of his arguments is that, well, if you move your head even up to look and it's coming down, you might knock it in your own net. However, you might knock it in your own net not fucking moving. So I would say, look for the goddamn puck. Don't just freeze like a fucking idiot. I, I'm actually with Cliff on this one. I, I think, yeah. yeah, I think you gotta, I think you gotta sit tight and just pray. But why, why does he lose the puck so much more than every other goalie? Is it just because I watch Pavlik more than any other goalie? That, that's very possible. I haven't noticed that it happens like more frequently to him than any other uh, goalie. It also well, may be because of the kind of shots that he's taking, or maybe the way his rebound control is. Yeah, his rebound but, control is terrible. So that that's that's possible. I'm losing I'm losing it as a Pavlik defender. I'm just not not happy with him uh, really? this season. Yeah, interesting. I still think he's been a strong uh, goalie this uh, season so far. I think that uh, I've been really severely disappointed in uh, Hutchison. I think he's been very disappointing to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Don't like the way he looks. Don't like his game. Uh, just not just not into it. Well, I mean, he had a shitty start in uh, in Nashville there. I think he got yeah, he did. what was it four goals and seven shots, and then they pulled him. Yeah, it was pretty rough. He uh, he yeah. had a rough time there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Although Pavlik did play good, his save percentage was nine six seven. I mean, they only got one past him on. Uh, yeah, th- but in a game like shots. that, you're, you're going to have a good save percentage. I mean, he made 29 saves. Like, that's a good game. That game where they pulled Hutchison, I think his save percentage was like 67. Yeah, brutal. I mean, yeah, he, I think he I think he was uh, fucking four four goals on seven shots. Exactly. So, yeah, so here's the hits. I finally found them. Uh, 30 to 16 in favor of Winnipeg. At one, at one point, uh, Bufflin was doing his typical uh, two-on-one kind of holding two ducks uh, by the yeah. neck, kind of like that picture that you made up of me holding the ducks on, like on Duck Hunt. That's exactly what Bufflin was doing, like holding two Canucks by the jersey. and That's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, it was good. That picture was nice. I miss it. Good times. <laughs> you miss it? Don't you have it on your computer? I have it, yeah, on my computer, but like I still like a, I'm like, oh, you know. Uh, cop returned. Yeah. Um... That's good. We need to go. You know, as much as a cop is very overlooked, he's actually a very steady uh, fourth liner. Very steady. And when you need that on the fourth line, you need some consistency and some, some strength, and he brings that, and that's uh, important to have him back in the lineup. I I pretty much have nothing to say about cop, and, and that's, a, that's good, a good thing. That's a good thing, right? So that means he's just quietly going about his business, that's doing exactly his job. It. I haven't seen him fuck up. No, and, and that, that's the important thing. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying he's he's steady. Yeah, no beef with cop. And As a fourth line center and a rookie, you need to not fuck up. Yeah, damn straight. That's that's basically all so, you need to do. Not as not enough credit is going his way. Uh, so you know I'll throw a little bit. There yeah. you go, crossover credit. Right there. Oh, I like the sound of that. Crossover yeah. credit. Um, Perot had a good game. I think I said that earlier. Yeah, he though. did. Yeah, three assists. He did a good game on your fantasy bench. 
It's nice. <laughs> yeah. It's damn it. That is such a bad man. Yeah. My fa- my fantasy team's a joke. Actually, where am I sitting right now? Oh, uh, well, you know, your team's actually doing okay. Your is team it? is uh oh no. My dead Sean's last team is three and two. So you're pa- you're. You're okay. You're actually in third place in the league. Ah, with one guy short of a full roster. <laughs> yeah, figure that one out. Uh, yeah. uh, guess who's ahead of you though? You? Oh, fucking me. Yeah, I'm four and one. Second fuck place it, in the league. Me, he says. Clint Clint Fenwigs is uh, is in first place. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, Cliff is. Yeah. Yeah. So. And uh, taking it up the rear is our great uh, taking it up the rear. That's a harsh. The third star. No, it's not even the third star. The third star's three and two. He's in fourth place. He's behind you. Yeah. Uh, good old forty. Oliver is uh, is in last place, one and four, twelfth place. Built Ford tough, or not? <laughs> in this case. <laughs> All right, so and we should probably right behind that. Where is she? Right beside that, she's in eleventh. Yeah. So we should probably move on a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you want to talk about, man? Well, that's a it's like a really good question. How do that rifles? Uh, how do they like your video that you made for them? I talk about that real quickly in their banquet. Actually, yeah, their banquet. Um, I don't I I don't know like I was I've been meaning to send a follow-up email just to see like what everybody thought of it Mm -hmm. Um, I unfortunately couldn't attend um, but uh, I I assume it went well I mean Mm. I talked to Joe uh, before before just before the banquet and I just made sure that like my little logo animation actually shook because the weird thing was every time I tried to upload it to Google Drive so I did this thing with the logo where I separated the rifles logo so the W I separated it from the actual rifles part where the ball is looking like a missile underneath the word rifles and the gold background. And uh, mm-hmm. what I did was I scaled up the W, I put video inside of it, scaled it up towards the screen, and then I slammed the rifles part down on it, and then I animated animated both parts to shake separately so it looked like a really cool vibration. I put an explosion underneath it. Really cool a uh, little bit of work. Like one, of the, one of the coolest like pieces of video production that I've done uh, yet, um, but when I uploaded it to Google Drive, the the logo just kind of like notched to the side once. So like the logo slams down, and then it's just like thunk, just <laughs> like one one like one motion. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, okay. No so uh, I couldn't send that to him. So I had to actually meet up with him at uh, oddly enough Boston Pizza downtown. And that's Joe. Yeah, Boston Pizza's coming up a little bit this episode, um, and. Uh, and so I gave him a hard copy, and then so I asked him when he got home. I'm like, "Did uh, I'm like, does it shake?" And he says, "Yeah, it shook." So the uh, the video should go good. It's it's I'm I'm proud of that video. It's it's uh, I laid in some interviews with some players. I think I talked to Rempel, Ibera, Mikolov, mm-hmm. and uh, Risho. And uh, Mikolov was a really good interview. He uh, he, he he likes to talk. So that's that's Mikkelhoff does. Yep. Why am I surprised? So that's um that that's a good thing when you're interviewing people and and he had he had some good shit to say too because it's his last year he's, he played five years with the rifles and he almost he almost got emotional when we were talking about it you know. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like um, that. Well, he, I mean, I feel like he's an emotional guy. Like he, uh, he shed, he definitely shed a few tears uh, at the uh, playoff game. He's a very excitable young man, that's for sure. Yeah, and he's very excited about the prospect of uh, trying out for the Bombers again next season. Oh yeah, eh? yeah. So that's I'll, good. I, I wish, I wish that guy uh, all the best of luck, and uh, hopefully he can, hopefully he can make the team, the Bomber team, as uh, you know, 
a punter or maybe a place kicker or something. They are the Bombers are struggling at kick at the kicking position. So well, that's tough to say though. I mean, as much as they kind of are, I don't know that Mickelhoff is really the solution. Uh, I hey like man, I was seeing. I him. like Mickelhoff as a punter. We're not struggling at the punting position. No, we're no, we're not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow, am I ever struggling to say that one? Hangover oh, brain. Oh, 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 Hangover oh, oh, oh. brain. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Lahu really has punting nailed down, but I'm not sure Castillo is the answer. Like He had that one good game, and then he just went to shit uh, yeah. after that. So sure. Plus, I was seeing Mickelhoff nail. Absolutely nail 50 yarders uh, in the warm up in Saskatoon. No, so. we never know. I mean, he's a Canadian guy, right? So you get your Canadian content there. And that, CanCon. Uh, yeah. Hey, you need that in the CFL. Yep. Feel however you want to, but uh, yeah, no. It's uh, excellent. Yeah. So, Jorge. I, I want to talk about some more hockey Jorge. real quickly here. How about, uh, how about some Bison's hockey? Yeah, let's do it. You, uh, you went to the game on Friday. What did you think of uh, Bison's hockey? Let's just talk about uh, um, review that real quickly. I like how quick it is. It's quick. It's kind of it reminds me of the double IHF in the way that the refs blow the whistle, then you get another five seconds, they blow the whistle, and then they fucking drop the puck. Yeah, there's no pissing around. It's no like fucking it's, around. It's, uh, you got your peri- in-between periods, and that's really the only break you get. Yep. And even that seemed quick. Yeah, I wanted to go get a burger and a beer, but like there wasn't time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a busy it's a busy time. So I'm enjoying that. Is uh, some we yeah. got a lot of goals scored in our game that we were at. What was it? Score seven four. Does that sound right? Some, something like that. Bison's yeah. lost uh, both games this weekend to the uh, Lethbridge oh, no. Pronghorns. It's uh, which is unfortunate, especially because the Pronghorns are one of the uh, lower end teams in the league. So. So the uh, Bisons are having a Jet-esque type run. Maybe, yeah. Right now, yeah. That they uh, look to bounce back this weekend, uh, hosting some team. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I, have, I have it here You somewhere. should know this. You're the Bison, lo- local Bisons expert. I, I am. Actually, you know what? I might be more of a Bisons export, expert export than anybody <laughs> else, uh, except for the fact that, you know, like maybe people who work for them. And I guess I kind of <laughs> do in a way. So what, what are you even trying to say right now? I don't know now? what the hell I'm trying to say. I yeah. might be something that I'm not. That's what you're essentially saying. I might be amazing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. um, no, they, they look to uh, bounce back tonight. Tonight. Misspoke. Tomorrow night against the Saskatchewan Huskies. One of their uh, biggest rivals, as a matter of fact, of course, Saskatchewan and Manitoba being huge rivals. Did you say tonight? Tomorrow. I did say tonight initially, but that is incorrect. Right, because they play on the weekends. Bisons in their last four games are... Three or well, one and three, so not so, so, good. so they are having a jet esque run. But good news, they went to Calgary three weeks ago, and uh, they played the Dinos, who my hockey broadcast, which you all need to tune into on uh, CanadaWest.tv on February fifth and sixth, seven p.m. on Friday and one o'clock p.m. on Saturday. And uh, they, they beat the Dinos three one and five two, which is good news. So you're you're predicting a live broadcast win. I am indeed, yeah. Awesome. That's correct. And will this be shot in high definition, sir? We have not decided yet. <laughs> um, HD is a lot harder to do than Come standard on. def, but Come I really want to do HD, but we're talking about it. It's don't, difficult. Don't give me no shit here. We, it's HD or no D. That's how I feel about it, too. Yeah. And you know how you can't play a game without D, so... <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm all about the puns and analogies yeah. today. Apparently, you are. I'm analogous. Holy crap! Analogous. 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 <laughs> Is that a <laughs> word? <laughs> it's probably not a word. Anyway, so yeah. Hangover brain. Looking forward to that. All right. Anyway, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to move on to men's volleyball team continues to be undefeated in the season. So there's that. It's kind of interesting. I feel like volleyball should only be played by women. Wow, that is uh, just a horrible. <laughs> <remark>. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is offensive. <laughs> I'm not serious. I mean, I, I played know. I played volleyball in high school. Um, I did not. I played basketball too, and I, I think I, I think we talked about this. But I had the shittiest basketball team ever, but we liked to foul a lot. We did talk about described your team is uh, me as a player. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So take a hockey player and make him play basketball and soccer. Yeah, things aren't going to go well. That's yeah. all I have to say about that. Yeah. So. All right, well, do you want to move on to uh, the interview that I conducted with our good friend of the show, Clint Fenwigs? Yeah, I guess so. Does that, does that mean we're, we're signing off, or are we yeah. just... Uh, yeah, we're signing off. Signing uh, off for the week. I guess so. Does that, does that mean we're, we're signing off, or are we yeah. just... Uh, yeah, we're signing off. Signing uh, off for the week. Well, let's see when we get back. We might not be back for a while, or maybe we'll be back in a week. Who knows? What are you thinking? I'm thinking we could probably, well, I'm, we should probably look at our workload. I mean, I feel like we can continue the podcast. I would love to continue the podcast. It's fun. Yeah. And next semester we'll be a lot less busy. For sure, yeah. So this will be less I'll actually of a be burden. able to watch sports. Yeah. It'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, you'll actually have some uh, yeah. some info to, to pitch in. Not that you don't, but. Yeah, I know. My, my info is uh, less. Fulfilling than I would like it to be. You're like the, uh, yeah, I know about that. Click, 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 click yeah, while you Google that, it. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm Mr. Google. <laughs> That's right. I was Mr. Google a little while ago. I think there's some dead air that yeah. I might have to chop so, out earlier. <laughs> also, my brain is incredibly tired, and hopefully I can take the winter break, the Christmas break, to uh, recharge a little bit. And hey, you know what? Uh, I've Obviously, you know, but like maybe the listeners don't know, but I'm uh, going to work for the Brandon Wee Kings for three weeks during Christmas break. So uh, well. I'll, I'll report back to you on that. Yeah, let's uh, let let us all know but how the, that goes. In the meantime, uh, unless you would like to do phone interviews with me, uh, I think that we're probably not going to do the show because I'll be living in Brandon. Uh yeah, I guess if we were going to if we were going to do that, then it would be like me flying solo with like a Jordan segment. <laughs> That's probably what it would be. That'd be weird, eh? That would be weird. What if we I'm take probably... the month of December off, come back and hit it hard in January? Yeah, I think that's probably most likely what we'll end up doing. Because, yeah. like, me sitting here rapping to myself without you to be, like, blown away at the stupid shit that I say. Good point, yeah. It's and, not really going to work too well. And to say inappropriate comments, I don't know. That's you more than me. It's, it's me, about. yeah. I say, I say, I'm the one who says inappropriate things, but, like, I feel like it's okay because you're, you you react and then I laugh and then I'm like, ah, it's not serious. But if, if you don't react, like, oh, my God, as if he just said that, then I'll probably just let it slip thinking that most people, you know, are going to realize that I'm not really serious. But, but a lot of people are dumb. But a lot of people are dumb, yeah. and then they'll hear that and they'll be like, oh, this guy's a Ang- sexist, racist asshole. Angry tweets. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. get angry tweets. Angry tweets. Speaking of angry tweets, um, you can find me at S Perrin, P-E-R-R-U-N. Yeah, good point. And you can find our podcast at S Perrin, S-P-E-R-R-U-N dot WordPress dot com. Funny um, how that works. <laughs> What do you mean? Oh yeah, yeah. How how I, I set up a website, but like we just like we never did anything with it. So whatever. You forgot the password. That's oh, why. That's point. I did forget the password. You forgot the password to our social media account for this, for this podcast experiment too. I think I did. Yeah, you you totally dropped the ball on that end. So Jordan's job in the uh, podcast, he had one job in the podcast, <laughs> and I was forget to, the passwords, and I did a great yeah. job. <laughs> Your job was to forget, and you Nailed succeeded. It. Yeah. So uh, this has been crossover sportscast for uh, 2015. Yeah. So you know what? I guess been a slice. I got this one. Peace out. 2015. No, no, no. You got to come up with something better. This is supposed to be our best episode yet, right? So you got to come up with something better than <laughs> than peace out. Right now, on the spot. Think, think, think. Come on, be creative. I don't have anything else. <laughs>
That's it. <laughs> Boo. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to leave you with uh, my conversation with uh, Clint Fenwick. He's got some really, really cool stories well, to share. Lots of alcohol was involved, but uh, yeah. it's not required in, uh, in order to listen to. It's recommended. Recommended, yes, because it'll make it funner. Yeah. Funner? Funner's not there's a word. That, there's that word again. I always say funner. Mm. <laughs> it's like, how you doing? Good. Gooder. I'm gooder. doing gooder. I'm, I'm, I'm gooder than yesterday. Gooder. <laughs> all right. Thank you for all those who uh, who uh, subscribed and listened to us. Um, and peace out. And uh, <laughs> we'll catch you. We'll catch you in 2016. Make sure catch you look you on for the flip us. Side. Yeah. Catch you on the flip side. Hey, maybe I need a new saying uh, come next month. I just yeah, yeah. the mic. Next year in 2016, I don't want to hear you say peace out once. Oh, man. But that's like my thing. No, no. Find a new thing. Catch you on the flip side. Yeah. That, even, that's I'll, way I'll, worse. I'll even accept that. Ugh, gross. All right. We're out. Peace out. Why is it not stopping? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Crossover sportscast can't die because <laughs> the recording will not end. <laughs> I think you need to hit stop. <laughs> <laughs> Usually the space bar just works. All right. Here we go. Coffee with Cliff? No, no, no. Feuding with Fenwigs. A crossover sportscast. We are recording live post Canucks game from uh, Boston Pizza, sitting at the bar, having a pint. Uh, and I'm here with uh, Fenwigs, also known as Cliff Fewings. Cliff, why don't you start off by explaining to everyone how you got the name Fenwigs? Well, the name came about as I was interning for the Blue Bombers. My name is actually Fewings. However, they spelled the name Fenwigs on my laminate. And refused to change it. <laughs> Flat out refused? They said it wouldn't be an issue, so I left it alone. <laughs> the, the misspelling of your name isn't an issue to them. <laughs> More or less. But to you, now it's spawned a uh, year-long uh, nickname where, where everyone calls you Fenwigs. Not only a nickname, it is also part of a production company. The Bruce Lord and Clint Fenwigs production. <laughs> there you go. What do you guys do in this production? Uh, basic, basically make a bunch of movies, argue about how we're going to make them, but really make some badass movies. Awesome. Awesome. So we just came from the press box um, doing our Jets internship. Not only the press box, but the Jets press box. The Jets press box, yes. The MTS Center press box. So, And you, you actually lucked out today. You got to see what your favorite team? The team I grew up loving. Now, now here, here's. I guess we'll kick it off the first, the first actual question uh, here on Crossover Sportscast with how do you like the Vancouver Canucks? Just how? It's not hard when you grow up there and you're engulfed in it day in and day out. I mean, pro okay, proximity is not going to get you out of this one. I mean, come on, they, they, they tout the Sedin sisters. The Sedin sisters are perennial all-stars. They make the all-star game every single year. That doesn't change the fact that they're little bitches, though. Their play speaks for itself. They led the league in scoring. Uh, throw them in a corner with a guy like Bufflin or even Lad, and they uh, come out crying like my little sister when we were before, you know, before preteen days. 
they don't come out scarred because they skate around the big, slow-moving Dustin Bufflin. Oh, more like they pass around the slow-moving Dustin Bufflin. Whatever gets the pucks in the back of the net. I don't really think the Sedins are really known for like their skating prowess. However, their passing prowess, it's like they're sharing a mind. Well, they did share a womb together. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Actually, you were saying that uh, you, you, you had to go and get some quotes from them uh, post-game, and uh, you were saying that they even talk similarly? Yeah. I At first, I had to ask one of the other reporters who was who, because... <laughs> As many of you know, they are identical. They share, shared a womb. <laughs> yes. That doesn't mean that they're identical, though. Not always, no. You can be frater- fraternal, that's the word? Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, during my uh, recap of the quotes, they had similar mannerisms in the way that they spoke. Such as, like I said before, and other things that they mentioned. Yeah, um, I noticed... I notice, um, well, I mean, there's there's no shock. Anyone who's ever watched hockey knows that hockey players aren't the most verbose, we'll say. They're not the most eloquent speakers. Um, And and Shifley especially, like, he he talks a lot. And I think he actually enjoys it. He's still kind of young enough that he might still enjoy the whole process of the post-game interview. Whereas a lot of the older guys, I don't think that they really care anymore. But... um, Shifley, his word that he likes to throw around is obviously. And he'll say it in the most, like, like just the stupidest places where, like, it doesn't even need to be said. He's like, obviously, you know, uh, we uh, we don't like losing. <laughs> you know, like, that's that's pretty obvious to me. Like, you don't need to say it. Well, he obviously says, says these things because it's a filler word. It's a transition word for him. Oh, a transition word. Yeah. I learned, I learned about these in last last year's PR class. Oh, yeah. It gets you from <laughs> one point to the next. So would you say that he is appropriately using or inappropriately using his transition words? He could find a better word. If you were to be Mark Shifley's PR guy, what, what would you tell him about his interview skills? I say that they're in a good spot. However, he could probably change some of the words that he uses. Obviously, he's not a good one in makes the people who are listening think that they should already know this what he's about to say or that the question that was asked is stupid so he could do a better job choose a better word so by that i'm going to take it to mean that when you say obviously you're kind of like it's condescending yeah like oh you obviously should know this that's a stupid question (laughs) why the hell are you asking me this obvious question that you already have the answer to (laughs) oh because it's sports reporting they're all the same questions and you already know the answer is going to be before I say it I I obviously have to say it it's always like yeah well we played really hard in the corner and uh, it's all about just getting open Ah, that's actually what Stafford was telling me well he wasn't telling me he was telling like the camera guys obviously but uh uh, talking about playing on the line with Perot and uh, and Shifley, right? Yeah, he got bumped up to the second line tonight. He did, and man, what a line too, eh? They look good out there. Six points in the third period alone. Can't really count the empty netter, though. Of course you can. I, I, okay, I don't know what you think about this, but I think that there should be some kind of point system for shootout goals, too. No. No? Not, not past overtime, no. I don't agree with that. Because you could go on for 25 people and they all could score 25 goals. And 
then eventually your goalie is going to have the worst goals against average ever. What if you were to just add like a dash point, kind of like uh, kind of like the dash point for like uh, overtime losses? I'm a, more, like it, I'm a traditionalist. See, so am I, and that's why I hate three on three overtime. I don't mind it. If you look, if you look at the stats, you compare them to four on four overtime last year, and how many games went to a shootout, and how many games were settled during regulation and overtime. Three on three rumps four on four in terms of goals or games finished before without the need before of a shootout. shootout. Yeah. I think it's a great thing, and it's exciting, albeit people like Justin Buffin don't like it because he's a big guy and it's a fast man's game. And, and he doesn't play three-on-three, three, like, ever. <laughs> yeah, because he gets burnt. I, I will I will give give you that um, the last three-on-three three the Jets played. And I, Who was I'm, that against? Was that against I'm Ottawa? I'm blanking Ottawa. on, I think it was Ottawa, hey? Yeah, back, back and forth. Yeah, and it's exciting. High, highly entertaining, yeah. However, I do agree with Dustin Bufflin that it's it's just not hockey. You know, that's like street hockey. Like you get, that's like when 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 you don't have enough friends to make five on five. So you got you grab like two of your best buds, get them to find three other best buds, and, and then you go and play a game of street hockey. You know what I mean? Very informal is what it feels like. It's like me sitting here in a sweater and you sitting here in a tie. Like I feel like I'm three on three, whereas you're like sudden death five on five. You know what I mean? <laughs> well. The game has shifted in the last five years. It is now a quicker game, a more skilled game. That's true. The enforcer, the age of the enforcer is uh, you need hands. You can't have bricks for hands anymore. You need to be able to do a little something, you know? You mean Ty Domi doesn't fit in anymore? Well, <laughs> <Little> stone hands? <laughs> Ty Domi was actually a decent player. Marty McSorley, he, on the other hand, <laughs> he was just a goon. But yeah. Domi actually has some some skills. So, um, do you have stats or numbers to back up your claim that more games are finished in overtime now with three on three than last season? I do. I can find them for you. We'll take uh, we'll take a recording break while uh, Fenwigs here finds his stats. Okay, back on Crossover Sportscast, live from uh, Boston Pizza City Place. Um, Gotta give a shout out. Yep. Uh, Although they're not promoting us to do anything, but whatever. And also they're actually not on our list that we're allowed to do shout outs or promotions (laughs) for, but I'm going to do it anyway. Hey Dan, how's it going? (laughs) Um, So Fenwick's here just found some stats for us, so uh, why don't you fill us in on uh, what you found? Last year, the 2014-2015 season, 136 of the 306 games extending past regulation were decided during the 4-on-4 overtime at a rate of 44.4%. This season, the rate has vaulted to 70.6%. Vaulted is a direct quote, I'm assuming? Direct quote. From where? NHL.com. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's... Almost, that's 26%. That's a quarter more of the games are set out in overtime rather than the skills competition. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it, too. Now, can you put it into, like, a realistic number? Like, how one many... One out of four. One out of four. 
Yeah. So no wait, sorry. Three out of four games almost are now settled in overtime rather than the shooting. Okay, so that's yeah. All right, all right. So that's 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 seventy five percent less shootouts that we're seeing. Or, or do I have no, that backwards? No, it's it's twenty five percent. Twenty. Okay. 20. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I, numbers were never my strong suit. That, that's why you're Creecom. Right. That's why. Uh, that's why I'm a cre- creative <laughs> arts kind of person. <laughs> Jordan actually um, loves numbers. So do I. Do you? I have a degree in economics. That is true. I, I yeah, I did know that. You yeah. guys, you guys are you guys are rare amongst us creative people. Left brain and right brain, right? I, and I feel you like I have a full brain. That, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. I was just about to say. I feel like if you can get the left and the right brain working together, then you've pretty I'm much conquered. Yeah, you conquered the world already. Fucking unstoppable. <laughs> um, so, all right. Um, while while you were digging up those numbers, while we were on our you know quote unquote commercial break, if this was live radio, <laughs> you want to just pretend like it's live radio? I, I yeah. Let's let's pretend like it's live radio. Anyway, um, they showed a clip, a highlight clip of uh, back when those shit jays. Easy now. <laughs> were uh, I guess in the playoffs and the and. ALCS. Uh, what was his name? Josh John- Donaldson? Yeah. So Third he, baseman. Yeah, standing on third base, and he uh, caught the ball. On a one hop. One hop, barehanded, and immediately chucked it to wherever it was first that he base. chucked it. Through the guy, through the runner out at first base. All right. Now, that led me to think of uh, a, a tweet that Don Cherry put out. Now, now Don Cherry, he tweets, like, fucking seriously, okay? He never, ever just puts out I one. Fo- I don't follow him, so... No, you no. should, because he's entertaining. He, he never just puts out one tweet. Very he puts good. out ten in a row. As Dan says, if you can't say it in 140 characters or less, <laughs> cut it down. There's another shout out to Dan. He's a popular listener. <laughs> Maybe one of our only, but <laughs> um, okay. So, but anyway, so Don Cherry in in one of his famous ten tweets, regardless of whether you should say it or not, yeah, um, started crying conspiracy in the uh, in in the whatever yeah, final, ALCS. yeah, in the ALCS yeah, final the there scored. against. Oh, hey, that, that helps me out in my fantasy. Oh, overtime goal. Oh, nice. Is that like, like I said? Is that double points or what? No, no, no. What? Like you said what? Oh, wait. They might be challenging. All right, let's get back on track. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We this got is live. So. Bre- breaking news here. <laughs> the Shithawks and the... And the uh, oil queens. <laughs> oh, it's so good. All right. Um, yeah, so anyway... Uh, Don Cherry crying, uh, c- crying conspiracy theory, yeah. uh, because no American, no red-blooded American baseball lover oh, is gonna, good goal. That's a good goal. It's gonna, gonna, gonna accept uh, the the Toronto, you know, shit Jays in in the World Series, yeah. right? Yeah. Because of now, money. Now, yeah, because of that, and because you know, you're not, yeah, you're not gonna get as many viewers, and you don't get the television money. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So you you alluded to the fact that you had something to say about that. So I give you the floor right now, while I pour while I pour a new beer. There were conspiracies, yes. Some of the conspiracies, I grant you, may be correct. Grant me, don't grant me. Grant Don Cherry. And the listeners, the millions and millions of listeners worldwide. <laughs> the Blue Jays play in a dome stadium with a retractable roof the MLB prohibited the Blue Jays organization to open their roof 
while at home. Something to do with lift, right? Yes. If you open the roof, it allows for more wind and allows for the ball to... Roger, State, Roger Center is already an easy place to hit home runs because it's a smaller field. But opening the roof makes it a little bit easier for the ball to fly out. The Blue Jays are a home run team. They have been for the last couple years, but especially this year. Just one of the things that people are saying is a little fishy. Why allow it all year in the first round of the playoffs, but not the second round? That is fishy. Yeah, so that's one point. And also, let me just uh, pause. Let me just hit pause right there for a minute. Um, you said the Blue Jays are a home run team, correct? Yeah. Okay. Watson, uh, Bautista, and Cardenasion. Now, forgive my baseball ignorance because, honestly, I hate the game. And I won't call it a sport. We can debate about that later if you want. Um, but is that not like saying that, you know, the Jets are a goal-scoring team? No, that is completely different. A home run team is a team that hits a long ball. They're more. They're not a finesse team. They don't get a bunch of ground balls. Oh, oh a finesse team. Yeah. Okay, so a finesse team would be one who loads the bases and then keeps it going? Yeah, more or less. Like, you, you, you make contact. You don't try and... You don't swing for the fences, quote-unquote. You're just trying to make contact with the ball, just get it past the, the infield, and get your man on base, and hope that other teams continue, or your other players continue to do that. Kind of like a brains versus brawn kind of thing. I could, I could see that, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, continuing on. That is the main argument. Another argument that can be made for this is because of the, the dollars that come down. It's always dollars and cents. Yep. Canadian teams, their viewership and their their ratings don't count towards American sponsorship dollars. American. America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> For every viewer in the continental USA that tunes in to watch the game, the MLB then is able to track that number and pitch that number to potential sponsors, increasing their potential revenue. If there is a Canadian team in the finals, it is more likely that there will be fewer American viewers watching, which ultimately hurts their pocket at the end of the day. That is a second argument. Thus, Conspiracy! Conspiracy, yes, but at the end of the day, the pitchers are going to pitch and the batters are going to bat. Whoever's the better player at the end of the day, you know, that team's going to win. This is always true, and it, and it, it's kind of the same argument in hockey where people can say, oh, the ref threw the game, but yeah. really, you still got to score on that power play. The differentiation I want to make between hockey and baseball... Is hockey, that hockey's a sport? No. <laughs> with, with hockey, the referee has... He plays a larger role. In baseball, you have a pitcher and a batter. It's basically a one versus one matchup where a pitcher throws to a batter and the batter either has a chance to hit the ball or not swing at the ball. There is the pitch zone, which is questionable all the time, and there's many debate about that. But you have, you have an equal opportunity to hit every pitch 
that is thrown to you. But what about when you're when you're sliding into a base and like things happen almost simultaneously? Does does the end does does the end not uh, uh, what, what am I trying to say here? Does does it not come down to the uh, to the, the the ump's discretion? Initially, yes. However, you are allowed to challenge, as in the NFL. Yeah. The challenge then goes to headquarters. It's in New York, I believe, where they have an independent review, just like in the NFL and the NHL, where they determine without a shadow of a doubt whether the call stands or is it overturned. That does not factor into any bias that is favored toward one team or another. Okay, that being said, uh, we got to take another uh, record break here.